0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the prophet Speak. This is Isaiah chapter 17, podcast Isaiah 17, and this is Saul Weiner, your host for this podcast. We are continuing with the theme of the Masaot, the burdens, which Isaiah referred to each of the many nations that surrounded Judah at the time. Each burden was directed towards Different nation, And we now turn towards the burden of Aram. Aram was the nation whose capital was Damascus and was located roughly where the modern country of Syria is today. Aram for centuries was an implacable foe of Israel and Judah, having fought at least three wars <coughs> against Israel and Judah over the years that have been recorded in various books of Tanakh. However, in the time of Isaiah, in the time of Yishayahu, when these prophecies were spoken, as we have seen before in our podcasts, Aram and the northern kingdom of Israel had made peace together and waged war against Judah. They made this alliance because they sought to find strength to fight and rebel against the power of Assyria, and they wanted Judah to join them. We have seen how Isaiah in chapter 7, verse 4 Called the two nations the zanvot haudim those two firebrands coals uh, uh, the the burning tails uh, just he called them a very um, derogatory name considering them to be pairs which in this. Um, chapter which we're about to study, we'll see that when Ishayahu directs his criticism towards Aram, towards uh, Damascus, he directs it together against the northern kingdom of Israel as well. He lumps the two together, which is a very important point. I want to point out that the specific sin which Ishayahu criticized these two nations for was that they assumed that in order to fight Assyria, what they needed was strength and military might. And they wanted to look for more strength and more power, which is why they were able to make an alliance with their former enemies. <coughs> the lesson that Yeshayahu wanted them to learn and what he wanted to teach was that the proper response is to lie, rely upon God, to turn towards God and not rely on your own physical strength. This is why in chapter 9, verse 12, when addressing these two nations, Yeshayahu's criticism for them was et that they looked to themselves, but they did not look to God. In the, that verse, if you look back at chapter 9, you'll see it was directed to both Aram and the northern kingdom of Israel together. I want to turn, before we study this, in order to better understand it, I want to give a little context and look to two other prophets, which will shed light on the words of what we are about to study in Isaiah here. First, I want to look at the words of the prophet Amos, Amos. In chapter 1 of Amos, similar to what we find here in Yeshayahu, Amos turns to the nations of the world and delivers a prophecy for each one. His first prophecy there was directed against Damascus, the capital of Aram, just like we're about to read here, the same nation that Yeshayahu is about to address in this chapter 17. (coughs) What Amos states there, and this is Amos chapter 1, verse... Uh, three: Adonai, so says God Damasek on three sins of Damasek, Damascus. I will forgive the al but on the fourth that was too much that went over the top. And then he continues to discuss a war that Aram waged against Israel. The radak on that pasuk, on that chapter over there, explains that the three sins are referred to are the sins of the wars that are recorded in Tanakh of Damascus, Aram, waging against Judah and Israel, which caused untold suffering. And God said, I can look over those, but the fourth, and the radak explains, the fourth meaning the one in which they allied themselves with Israel, And then turned against Judah. On that one, I will not forgive them. According to the Radak, this was a particularly awful sin. And um, instead of why, what made this so awful? I would like to suggest that this was so awful because when they decided to ally themselves with Israel. They could have learned the lesson that Israel and Judah was supposed to teach, which was the lesson of reliance upon God, but instead they turned to their own strength and might and turned it against the nation of God, against Judah themselves. I also want to turn your attention to Zechariah, <coughs> Zechariah, in chapter 9. Here He there also mentions in a very similar language a burden, a masa, the same language that Ishayahu uses here in um, and Zechariah 9 also starts by saying a masa, a burden, regarding the nation of Aram, the same nation. And when he mentions that there, and I'm looking at Zechariah chapter 9, verse 1, Adonai be'eretz Hadrach, He brings a burden of the word of God against Hadrach, <coughs> who was the king uh, in Damascus and Aram at the time. Damasek and Damascus his capital. Kila donai ein adam, because the eyes of God are turned or should be turned towards God. The of Te Israel. And this message is among all of the tribes of Israel. I apologize for getting interrupted by a phone call there. We were discussing Zechariah chapter nine, verse one, who also delivers a burden against Damascus and also lumps the northern kingdom of Israel into his burden and also turns to Damascus and Israel and says that your eyes should be turned towards God. Now remembering that, now let's turn and study Ishayahu chapter 17. Let's start with verse 1. Masa the burden of Damasek. ne Damasek Musar ha'ita The city of Damascus shall cease to be a city, it shall be like a heap of ruins. The towns of Aruer, this is one of the capitals, one of the major cities there. La'da rimtiena will be deserted and it will be just for flocks to uh, of sheep to lie. V'rav in machrid. They will lie down and nobody will bother them because there will be no people there. V'nishbat mivzor Ephraim. And the fortresses immediately turns his attention and lumps Ephraim, meaning the northern kingdom of Israel, together and says the fortresses will go away from the northern kingdom. Umam l'chamid ha And the kingdom will leave Damascus Ushar Aram and the rest of Aram. K'khfod b'nei Yisrael hi this is an odd language like the honor of the children of Israel they shall be so says God what is he saying here because the honor in almost a sarcastic way the honor of Israel was in Israel not in God Right? the, is, the people of the northern kingdom of Israel looked at themselves as the honor and God is saying that honor will be gone as the next verse says on that day Yidal Kivod Yaakov, the honor of that nation, Jacob, Israel, the northern kingdom, will become nothing. Umishman The fatness of his body will become lean. Isaiah and Ishayahu, and God through the words of Ishayahu is telling them the lesson. What was the problem? You looked at yourselves, your own fatness, your own personal pleasures, your own, your own honor, your own possessions. That was your honor. If that's your honor... Yidal, that honor will dwindle, that honor will go away. And on that day when the enemy attacks Aram and the Northern Kingdom of Israel, just like a harvester gathers wheat in the field, they will gather you and the, ga- the enemies will gather up you, your soldiers, your people from the, from the valleys. And what will be left of you? Says God, the God of Israel, only little bits and pieces will be left, just like a few olives left, a few grapes left on a tree or on a vine after the harvest is over. There's just a few left to shake off. That's all that will be left of you. Who will these leftovers be? The widows, the orphans, the people that were persecuted by you. On that day, finally, Isaiah says, remember, this is the primary message of this chapter, on that day, finally, a person will begin to look to rely upon his maker, his creator. This language so much reminiscent of the same language that Zechariah used, that we quoted in the in the, interruption, in, in the introduction to the chapter, his eyes will look, towards the Kedosh Yisrael the Holy One of Israel finally rather than looking to himself he will stop looking at those <coughs> altars which he created with his own hands those things those things that he made with his own fingers he's going to stop looking at those things for strength and those other altars and and posts and and incense uh, stands that he made and created with his own hands in that day you are all of those cities of his strength, those sources of might, those places which he looked at as his strength, they will be deserted like the sites of Horish and Amir, that way back when, when the children of Israel came and conquered the land of the Canaanites, and the Canaanites ran and left, and left it desolate and desolated, now it is the turn for the opposite to happen. The conquerors will become the conquered. Why? Because they didn't learn the primary lesson, the reason why they were brought to that land. They didn't learn that lesson, so they will suffer the same fate of the Canaanites whom they conquered. Why? Kisho elohe God tells you exactly why. Because you forgot God, the God who actually saves you. V'tsur You forgot the rock of your strength. He was your strength. You forgot that. You looked at yourself, That's why, that is why though you plant a beautiful tree, what you end up harvesting is nothing because you forgot. Maybe when you planted it, you saw something nice grow and in the morning you planted something and you saw a beautiful bloom, but however, but in the end the branches wither away In a day of sickness and pain Hoy Now this is the, the ending of this chapter These last two verses are powerful Hoy hamona mimrabim As, So when you look to yourselves Remember Your might, your strength Your ability to make alliances and armies and power That's just like everyone else the roar of so many people, they all, they all roar like the roar of the seas. They can scream, they can yell, they can shout, they can make big armies and make big <coughs> um, weapons of war and fortresses and everything. But just like all of these nations can scream and shout and roar like like all those mighty waters arbo all God is, does is look at them say something to them and they run they run far away this is a clear reference to the splitting of the sea the mighty armies of Pharaoh coming to attack the Israelites and, 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 the, and the roar and mighty waters and all God needs to do is say poof and the waters of the sea run and they fly away just like chaff, like, like feathers fly away in the wind, and like a, the balls of, of weeds, like tumbleweed, flowing and blowing away in a storm. The nations are like nothing. If this is where you look to for strength, to be like the nations, to be strong like them, there's tons and tons of nations, Hamon, Amim, Rabbim, Isaiah says, they all can scream and yell and shout and make armies and things. That's not the message that I created you for. That's not what you have that special. Why look to them if God can blow that all away like it was nothing? You should have looked to God. That's the message that you should have learned. That unfortunately, this became the burden of Aram. The burden of looking. And Yishayahu ends this chapter by stating erev At night time, in <clears throat> the evening, these powerful nations can raise a storm and bring about terror. But as soon as morning comes, it's gone. It's nothing. This, Yeshayahu tells us, This is the portion, this is the lot of those that destroy us, that attack us. Us meaning, Yeshayahu says, those of us that are faithful to God, as Ishayahu is speaking to Yehuda, those of us that stay with God, our portion is such that those that attack us just disappear. That's the true strength. And with this, Ishayahu ends this chapter. Looking forward to having you join us for chapter 18.